Go ahead and be seated for a, a few moments at least. Thank you, Lord. God is good. Amen. Let me just uh, get a minute. I want the ice cream to get cold. Or we do. Praise God. It's so good to have everybody here on Wednesday night in the middle of the summer. You always get the cream of the crop, the best of the best. Amen. Uh, this is our believers meeting, so we're not, you know, just because I get my Bible out doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to share something, I think, but, uh, you know, we don't come with a, a, a sermon planned or anything like that. That's not the way uh, these services are, are designed. So uh, I'm open to say something for a minute or 20 or not at all. But God's in the house. I tell you, there's great value in our rejoicing. Amen. If you're new to deeper things of God, or maybe you've been raised in, you know, more, I don't know, denominational type of Christianity, and it's real quiet and stuff, and, uh, and, and we're much louder than that, um, look for verses. Okay? We don't, we don't elevate tradition over, over verses. Look for verses, see if what we're doing is in there. I mean, I could give them to you right now, but I'm not going to. You've got to do your home homework on some things. But look for verses, see if it's there, not say, this is different. Wow, I don't know about this. What's that speaking in tongues stuff? See if it's in there. Yeah, see if it's biblical. I don't mean we won't ever answer questions, don't get me wrong. We're not, but I'm not going to answer all of them right now. I'm just saying, we always check the book. Yeah? In fact, why don't you look uh, at, a, at Proverbs with me, if you have a Bible. Proverbs chapter 19. Proverbs 19. And verse... Uh, which verse do you like? I like verse 21. So let's go with that since I'm preaching. Uh, Proverbs 19 and verse 21 reads, There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. Can you, anybody relate to that? Meaning, we know how to make plans, don't we? Right? And it's not like that plans are are somehow foolish. It's not that we shouldn't plan. Uh, it's just we should always remember this, that the counsel of the Lord is superior to anything that we've planned without his counsel. Uh, any, anytime we figure something out or we come up with a, you know, an agenda, a plan, um, it might be okay, but it's not the same as the counsel of the Lord. In other words, my plan may or may not work. My plan, if it's, if it's not the will of God, it doesn't have the backing of God. It doesn't have the, the, the provision of God. It doesn't have the strength of God. Yeah, I, I don't really want to live in my own strength. 
and be reliant upon my own ability to make money or, or have the wisdom and everything I need to succeed in life. I know my limitations. Maybe, there, maybe I'm probably more limited than I even know without the Lord. I, I, I want the Lord's help. I want his strength, his wisdom, his protection, his guidance, his financing, his, his connections, his, uh, I, I want all that. So what, what, is, what do I need? I should be looking for the Lord's counsel, right? My counsel or my plans may not work. If I go with his plans, they will work. Everybody see what we're talking about? Sometimes people read scriptures like this and they say, yeah, whatever the Lord wants, that's going to be done. That is not what that verse says, though. Okay, it, it tells us, go with his counsel. Seek his counsel, get his counsel, because that's going to work. The wisdom of God, the plan of God has the backing of God. Without the plan of God, without the word of the Lord, I'm on my own. Everybody with me? Okay. That's why this is, is, is so extremely valuable and important. Uh, many times, uh, you know, again, we make plans with each other. And, 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 and again, that, that can be fine. Hey, where do you want to go to eat? <laughs> we make plans. Where do you want to go make plans with your family? Where do you want to go on vacation? You make plans. But there's something, there's so, none of that can replace hearing from God. I don't mean you have to hear from God on where to go to eat and, and different things, but I, I'm telling you, in, in important areas, it is essential. Did we seek the Lord about this? You know, I, I don't know if you've ever had to do this. I have before when things go awry or things get blown up or, you know, travel plans get messed up with, you know, how airlines are so crazy these days and, and things get off and then it's a hassle. Have you ever stopped in the middle of it and, and thought, did we even pray about this before we booked these flights? Did we even pray about the timing of this trip? Did we pray about, you know, some of these things? Or did we just make plans? <laughs> Again, sometimes it's okay, but you know when things go awry that it wasn't the plan of God. That it wasn't based on the counsel of God. He would have instructed us around some of that garbage. Amen. And by the way, if you do have the counsel of the Lord and problems spring up, that can happen. What do you do then? See, scripturally, that's when you would speak to the storm. Right? Remember, Jesus told the disciples, go to the other side, other side of the lake, the sea there. And in the middle, there arose a great storm. That was demonic. That was trying to stop them from delivering the madman of Gadara. Okay? And, uh, and so they were in the plan of God. They had the counsel of the Lord, and there was still a problem. But in those situations, Jesus taught them what to do, right? He said, peace, be still. So in those situations, you speak to the storm. What if you go headlong into the storm and you never asked God? <laughs> Get a bucket and start bailing water. <laughs> now, I say call on, the land, call on the Lord for mercy and so forth. But I'm just saying it's not the same when you have direction versus when you don't. When I have my plans, you know, I'm not as confident. But when I have the plan of, plan of God, I need to go with that. Yeah? Sometimes, by the way, when, uh, if you're doing life and there is a decision expected or a certain behavior expected um, from you by others, 
they might pressure you into making decisions and taking steps before you get the counsel of the Lord. Okay, uh, for example, um, some of the Bible college students may have heard me tell stories like this. When I was uh, in, uh, when I finished Bible college uh, a few years ago, um, I was get ready to graduate, then graduated, and I'm preparing. I've been, I took the, the previous two years preparing for ministry answering the call to the best of my ability. I knew the Lord led me where he did. I knew I was doing, I was in the will of God. And then I finished and I didn't know what to do. (laughs) And people were saying, I'm going here and I'm going here and this person's going this and they're going to change the world over here. And, and, And some were saying, I'm going back home where I came from to help in my church. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, I don't know what to do. And there was this guy, we'll just, uh, you know, his name, his name rhymed with Wyatt. Um, all right, it was Wyatt. <laughs> I just tell you his name because I don't know where the guy is, so I can tell you his negative story. <laughs> this guy, uh, why it wasn't quiet, Wyatt. Uh, <laughs> he would, he was a... He was a nice guy, but most of the time. (laughs) When I graduated from school, and uh, I was still there. So it was end of May, it was June, and Wyatt, who was a year behind me in school, a year or two, or I think a year behind me in school, he would see me around at church, and and he he would come up to me and say, so, you got that go ye spirit? In other words, uh, you know, go ye into all the world was a, was a theme. It is of most, a lot of Bible schools. Let's go do something for God. And there was also this, uh, you know, preachers would come through, like uh, Rudy Vertoshnik was one of them and stuff, and he would preach on fire and say, Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. He would he preached loud and say, in the Greek, that means outside of Tulsa, <laughs> where we were. <laughs> you know, out all the world, leave here. In other words, there were too many people that would come to school. They'd move there to go to school and then stay there and not ever do the ministry that they were supposedly called to. Okay, so this go ye spirit is a good thing, but this guy... He was being, I don't know, sarcastic with me and kind of picking at me and pushing me, like, got that go ye spirit. And on the inside, I'm going like, grr. <laughs> like, you are not helping me right now. Because I wasn't, I was not relaxing or just settling. Yeah, I'll just kick back here and just stay here the rest of my life and never end. I was seeking God. And I sincerely just didn't know what to do. I'm just saying, in context of what I'm talking about now, his pressure could have moved me if I let it. I could have thought, these people think this of me. They think I should do this. They think I'm one of these or whatever. I need to get out there and just go. Well, it's a big world. (laughs) You know, outside of Tulsa, there's a lot of places. Without direction, let me say it this way, without the counsel of the Lord, 
I don't know if it's going to work. And, you know, not like I had everybody calling my phone, knocking on my door, saying, come here, help us. I didn't have a long list of people. That's not like I was known or had any experience. I didn't. But I did have some. I did have one opportunity that was calling, that knew me. They wanted me to come. And I, it wasn't the counsel of the Lord. Now, I could have been pressured to do it. But it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have stood. You know, it wouldn't... Um, the counsel of the Lord, that will stand. My plans would not have stand. I fully believe if I had followed that, I would have gone and fallen in some way. It w- I wouldn't have succeeded is what I mean. And probably would have had to backtrack and then I'd have been behind schedule, maybe missed some other opportunities. But I waited. Sometimes the counsel of the Lord doesn't come immediately. What do you do? Well, God's not going anywhere. He hasn't lost my address. So I'm just going to keep serving him. I'm going to keep seeking him. Amen. In my situation, I thought, well, I'm here now. It's summer. Here was there in Tulsa. And it's summer. Uh, They have a big meeting, camp meeting. I got to speak at that last year. Wow, who would ever thunk it? (laughs) But they had this big meeting coming up. I thought, I'm signing up. How can I help? So I'm signing up to usher, I'm signing up to work in the prayer room, I'm doing all, I'm just thinking, I'm here, I'm not going to sit around on my rear end waiting for the word of the Lord to come, I'm going to put my hand to something, right? Because that's always the counsel of God, serve, worship, give, you know, I'm, I'm going to be about my father's business, right? And then in a, in a, basically that was June, camp meeting was July, by August I had the counsel of the Lord, if I'd, have left, if I'd have done something before that, I would have acted without his counsel. It wouldn't have stood. You know, one of the things that, that got Saul in trouble, you know, Saul, King Saul, first king of Israel, uh, go, go to, to take a left um, to 1 Chronicles chapter 10. First Chronicles chapter 10. And this is, see, Saul was the first king of Israel. Started off good, went bad, then he died. That's the short version. Because <laughs> I think it was 40 years. Uh, in verse, is this 13? Verse 13, so Saul died. Now look, four Ever wonder why? Why did so-and-so die? Why did Saul die? Well, here it says, Saul died for his unfaithfulness, which he had committed against the Lord because he did not keep the word of the Lord. So unfaithful is stated as he didn't keep the word of the Lord. Part of that is the famous story of... of, um, when the Lord sent them against the Amalekites and he didn't do what the Lord said there. Okay, you read about that somewhere else. First Samuel 15, maybe. And, uh, and so he did not keep the word of the Lord and also because he consulted a medium for guidance. Okay, but he did not inquire of the Lord. Therefore, he killed him and turned the kingdom over to David, the son of Jesse. So he didn't heed the word of the Lord. 
And when he, when he did go to try to seek the Lord, and the Lord wasn't talking to him then. By the way, uh, just heads up, wisdom. If you're seeking, seeking, praying, 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 and, God, and God's not saying anything, uh, stop and go back to the last thing he said. And ask yourself, have I been faithful with that word? All right. Why would he continue talking if you continue ignoring? It's God doesn't treat this as I'll give you. Okay, I'm going to give you five words. And if you like any of them, go ahead and do that. And if you don't come back, I'll give you five more and you can pick from one of those. No, for God to give us his counsel. I mean, think about that. Wow, what an honor. I get the wisdom of God. I get the counsel of heaven for my life. So if God tells us something to do, then we don't see if we agree. Well, Lord, I wasn't raised that way. Well, my church didn't teach that. Or if we get the, the counsel of the Lord, you heed that. Then you'll get more direction later for other things and so forth. But if we're not hearing, that's always a good question to ask. Let me go back. There's something I skipped. There's something I rebelled against, like I totally resisted. Is there something I just didn't deem important? I treated it as common, it was holy, and, and so I didn't give it that place in my life. Maybe I need to go back and do that. And you may just open up the spigot once again of, of God pouring, being poured out in your life. Amen. So Saul, he didn't keep the word of the Lord, but also he consulted a medium for guidance. Do we know that that's wrong? Okay, if you're not sure, uh, that's bad. All right, it was bad then, still bad today. All right, we don't seek uh, guidance through mediums or any other kind of person that supposedly is, uh, how, what else are these people called these days? Astrologers, palm readers, tarot cards, what'd you say? Psychics. You know, psychic hotline, do they still have those? Uh, yeah, all those things. If you're a Christian, no, no. Saul did that because he wasn't hearing from God, so he said, well, I'm going here then. I'm gonna, uh, and, and it was part of the reason he died. He died because he sought direction from someone other than God. All right. So we should never go that route. Never, never mess with that. A lot of times, if anything that seems uh, to be real is coming through those methods, is demonic. All right? And uh, say, well, they, were, they knew I had an aunt that had a red sweater or something like that. Well, that's because if they're accurate, it, it's, either, it, it's either mind games or it's, it's called familiar spirits in the Bible. It means there were demons that were around your aunt with a red sweater, and they just communicated it that through a person. So, so you would go, oh, wow, this must be God. It's never, it's not God. In fact, it's an offense to God. All right? If we want the counsel of the Lord, we never look through the, to these other things. In fact, if we really want the counsel of the Lord, this, this shows honor and respect to God that we would genuinely, truly, and, and persistently Seek him. I'm seeking him until I know. I'm going to seek him until I have answers, until he gives me direction, until I have the counsel of the Lord. 
Because that's the thing that's going to stand. Amen. And then go, look at, why don't you look at one more with me? You got a minute? <laughs> he already asked us that. Uh, Psalm 127. I believe, and we'll find out in a minute. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> Psalm 127 and verse 1 reads, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchmen stay awake in vain. And so consider that in relationship to the counsel of the Lord. I need God, not only in my life, I'm, you know, I'm saved, I'm a believer, so he is in my life, and that's true for all of us if you're saved, he is in your life, but I need God involved in what I do. The more I can, the more elements of my life that I can say I'm doing this by direction of the Lord, the more confident I'll be, the more expectant I'll be of his hand upon me. Now, I don't want to mess with that. I don't want to pretend that everything I do came as a revelation from God. I see you went to Chick-fil-A today. Well, the Lord just told me to come here. Okay, if he did, there better be some kind of miracle that happens. Otherwise, people who talk like that, they make me nervous. But he told you to go to Chick-fil-A, really? <laughs> now, if he did, fine. There better be something that happens, and then I probably believe you. <laughs> But, but if every little thing is, you know, the Lord said to do this, Lord said to do that. I mean, if, if, you, if you say the Lord said too many times in your life, um, unless you have constant flow of manifestation of God, people are going to question whether you ever hear from God. Right. Most of the time, don't tell people the Lord said until afterwards. After the testimony. After the Lord said, and this is what happened. Otherwise, it sounds like you're trying to convince everyone. Hallelujah. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. I've got to have the Lord involved. Uh, obviously, I think that replies to a, a church like ours. Uh, it is the Lord's work. Um, I knew that going in. I, kn I knew it more and more every day. This is the Lord's leading. And so I'm not laboring in vain. But it is interesting. It's a, a real uh, issue if someone builds something. It doesn't say it doesn't get built. If they build something that the Lord is not in, meaning he's not building it, that it is in vain. I mean, how many know all Christians, we're going to a, a, what's called the judgment seat of Christ one day, right? That's not for punishment, but that's for reward or lack of re or loss of reward. I certainly don't want to stand in the judgment seat of Christ thinking, here come the, here come the rewards. <laughs> Bring it on. I've been faithful. And the Lord says, oh, yeah, all that stuff you're doing, I never told you to do that. You never, got, you never took time to get my counsel. You were pressured by family. You were pressured by this one over here. You thought was, there was an opportunity, and you interpreted that as me. Or something like, no, I, I don't. I don't, want to, I don't want to stand in that place and say, everything you did, 
vain. But your slaves will come on in. I, I, I want to know that, that aspects of my life are of God. Remember a moment ago I said, the more of those we have, the more confident and expe ex more expectant we are of his blessing. I, again, I don't, I can't just apply that automatically and say, God is in everything I do. I don't, I don't know that for sure. But the more time, times I've heard from God, I can say that. Bear me if, if, if this is repetitious, bear with me. Uh, I believe strongly that the Lord led me to have these type of services on Wednesday night, believers meetings, okay? That's something that he dealt with me about, I'm convinced, back in whatever it was, 2009 or something maybe. I'm guessing on that. I just know I was in the middle of a series. <laughs> and I said, I'm done. This is what we're doing from here on out, unless the Lord says different. Now, because of that, because, because I believe that was of God, and he has never said anything different, as, long, as well as the healing services that we do once a month, that's of God. I go into these, I go into those with an expectation of success. You know, uh, for many of you non-preachers, uh, going into a service without notes, <laughs> without a plan, without uh, everything lined out, you better have some faith in God. Because <laughs> it's, it's not the easiest thing on the flesh. But I have this thing working in me. Not just the experience of it now, but even in the beginning. I believe God wants, wants me to do this. And if he wants me to do this, it's going to be okay. He's going to be, he's on the hook. He wants us to have this church. Okay. Churches are hard sometimes. People sometimes, certain ones, not you guys, but those other ones. Sometimes people are hard. In other words, there's elements of stuff that's hard and uncomfortable and, and so forth. But I believe the Lord's in it. In the big picture. So what do we do? Well, we're going to have answers. We're going to have the money. We're going to have the direction. We're going to have the wisdom. We're going to have the strength. We're going to have the people. We're going to have the gifts. We're going to, it's all going to, it's all going to be there. Why? Because God's in it. Does that make sense? All right. Uh, I approached um, my life, my married life that way too. When I was uh, single, ready to mingle, and uh, <laughs> looking for the Lord's leading looking for the Lord's blessing. I'm doing the math in my mind, thinking I've got to have peace about this decision. I've got to have an inward witness that says, yes, move forward with this relationship, because when I have that, I know, okay, it's going to be good. Because anytime two people on the planet get together, you know, like for life, is any, mar any married people here? <laughs> you need God to be in there, don't you? <laughs> and Jesus said, remember, if God, uh, what, whatever God joins together, let not man separate. What God joins together. I need the God element there. And I need to know this is a God thing. Why? Because then I have an expectation. There's always going to be answers. If there's ever disagreement, if there's ever conflict, if there's ever trial and test, God will be there in sufficient supply so we can succeed in this relationship. Whatever aspects of my life I know, I, have, I can go back and say, well, I believe that the Lord was in that. 
that's extra confidence that I'm going to succeed. Does that make sense? Again, I can't say that about everything and every decision I've ever had in my life, but uh, they kind of stack up. Because some things like having these services or having the healing services, some things like that, he only had to tell me really once or one season where he was dealing with me about it. And then all these years later, I'm not praying about it. Lord, should we keep doing that? Well, he'll he'll deal with me differently if he wants us to change. So I go forward. It may last until Jesus comes and my expectation for God to move. He'll speak. There'll be gifts of the Spirit. There'll be up. And now I got a great team of pastors that all participate and lead these services as well. But God's in it. The Lord has built the house, so it's not in vain. It's not in vain in this life, meaning there'll be, there has been and there will continue to be real fruit. Lives change, maturity happens, experiences of God, the glory comes down. Just wonderful things in the presence of God. It's going to continue to happen. Why? Because this is God's idea. He's built, the, he's built that, this house of this service. He's built. Amen. And so, again, in, in, in your life, uh, what can you say is of God for certain? Man, this is totally of God. Treasure that. And if you say, uh, this other thing, I don't know if it is. Okay, well, you don't know what you don't know. I'm not going to pretend that God spoke to me about everything I've ever done in my life. He hasn't. That's why some things didn't work. Right? But when he does, okay, we're good there. That's something I never need to worry about. (laughs) Never need to be concerned about. Because God's in it. Amen. I I want the counsel of God in my life, uh, not just in my church. I want the counsel of God in all I do. More and more, increasingly more and more, the more I walk with the Lord, I get his counsel on different areas. That's good. Sometimes, uh, uh, you know, you listen to different people talk, maybe sometimes preachers, and they'll say, the Lord told me this, and the Lord told me this, and the Lord told me this. And sometimes I think, man, he talks to you more than he does me. <laughs> but then you really, then you, then, then you pay attention closer and you think, well, those words, those were all three years apart or 20 years apart. That word, he, the Lord tell, told me this. He told you that when? Well, that was 30 years ago. You know, it's still working? Yeah, it's still good. When were these written? They're just as potent now. So that's how, that's how you kind of build things up in your life over time. I've got the counsel of the Lord with my finances, with this area. Why? Well, because 10 years ago, he said, do this. Does that make sense? Now, I've got that until he says something different. I've got that. I know when I do that financially, his hand is on it. It's the Lord building that. All right. I've got this direction for family. You know, the Lord dealt with me. Do this or be this way or, you know, raise your children this way. Now, there you go. You don't need to hear from him on that every day because you've got his word. Why would he say something different? In other words, sometimes we're thinking he needs to tell me more or tell me again. Does he? Or does, his want, does he expect us to value, honor, and remember what he said to us previously? A big, thing, a big thing in God talking to us more, let me say it in the language of the evening, a uh, big thing about God continuing to counsel us, giving us standing words, is the value we place on what he previously said. Everybody with me? 
a friend of mine, I may have told you this before, but a friend of mine when I was in Bible school um, named David, sounds like David anyway, but that wasn't funny the first time, so why should I try that again? <laughs> Tried to use that. David, would, uh, he would often uh, get songs from the Lord. And he wasn't like an outstanding singer either, but so he wasn't on the stage, on the platform, and doing that in church, just praising God. He'd be in the car, and he'd sing, like psalms would come up. And, and he and I would be together, and we'd, we'd sing and praise God, and, you know, and, and he'd always say, come on, bud, stir it up, stir it up. And we'd preach to each other a little bit. And, and, and anyway, he would get these songs, and he told me at, that at one point, uh, he said, I stopped getting them. I'd praise God, and he was always real positive, praising God. He said, I wouldn't get any more songs. No more songs from the Lord, just songs of praise and so forth. And, and, and then he said, until I realized that I wasn't, in essence, these are my words, I can't quote them verbatim, but I wasn't given enough honor to what the Lord had already given me. He said, so I went down and I started writing down the ones, I, the ones that he gave me. He said, as soon as I started writing them down, he said, then the, it, it's, it started up again. All of a sudden, the Lord starts giving him more. Just because he, he took the time to honor what was already given. And so, I, I, just, I think there's something to this. Saul, you know, he despised. He did not heed the word of the Lord. And so God was done with him. <laughs> In fact, he removed him from being king and, and so forth. He wasn't talking to him. And, and, uh, but we can, we can do different. Amen? We value the counsel of the Lord over our plans. All right? If you start to make plans, again, that's not, I don't think that's wrong or sinful, but I think it would do, do us all a lot of good if we'd step back and pause and say, Lord, what do you want us to do? Should I be doing this? Should, should I be thinking different? Even if it's as simple as, well, maybe you ought to take a different flight. <laughs> yeah, but this one's cheaper. Yeah, but that one's going to have a 12-hour layover you don't know about. <laughs> you know, theoretically, that could happen, right? And, uh, and so seeking the Lord and getting his counsel is, is of such tremendous value. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Let's pray for a moment. Father, thank you for what you're doing in here.